What are the toughest cybersecurity challenges for healthcare entities involving the cloud? I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with John Houston, CISO and Chief Privacy Officer at UPMC, and Gus Hunt, Managing Director and Cyber Strategy Lead for Accenture Federal Services. John and Gus will be discussing recent trends and cybersecurity challenges involving the cloud and healthcare sector entities. So based on what you're seeing, what are the predominant uses of public and private cloud and healthcare? Perhaps you want to go first, John. I think there really are two distinctly different types of services you see in healthcare. The first is software as a service. I think you see that everywhere. There are a lot of different IT services that had historically been delivered out of a, a healthcare systems data centers that are now just simply are cloud-based. And then there is the you know, platform as a service or infrastructure as a service where organizations are using infrastructure on demand in the cloud in order to try to decrease their IT service cost or increase their, their agility. And Gus, what do you see? I agree with John. Those are the predominant uses of the cloud. I think one of the interesting emerging uses where the cloud is going to play a big role in healthcare is the ability to do the necessary analytics, artificial intelligence capabilities, things like that, on the data that's being collected, not just in the electronic healthcare records themselves across the board, but also trying to combine this with this explosive amount of data that we're getting from all the various wearables and other IoT devices that have emerged on the market space. And so along with the cloud being the basic fundamental underpinning, the ability to put all this data together, compute on it, and storage, it's going to be something stored. It's going to be something that is really, I think, going to be unique to the cloud environment itself. So with that all said, what are the primary cybersecurity concerns with those public and private cloud uses? So I, I would say that at its fundamental basics, the concerns are really about responsibility and control. How do the responsibilities for providing cybersecurity and ensuring the security of data information and things like that, who has that and where does that lie between the healthcare provider themselves and the cloud provider and the underpinning? And it really boils down to really three fundamental areas, if you will, security, privacy, and trust. So are my data safe? when I move it to the cloud? How do I manage identity in an environment where I've got multiple cloud solutions that I'm engaged with across the board? Many healthcare providers are going to have more than one set of cloud software that they're going to operate and and deal with in their environments across the board. How do I make sure I've got secure uh, software and code and those things like that? What's interesting about what I've just raised here is that these are actually identical concerns to whether it's in the cloud or it's in your private data center itself. The only one that's different is who has what responsibility and how that gets divided between the cloud provider and the healthcare provider themselves. And so if you think about it, if if I bring all my own software and move it into the cloud and it's under my control, it's fundamentally the same as almost the same as being in my data center, right? Uh, The big difference is in the cloud provider, who in the cloud provider's world can see what's going on as I operate my software and things like that. Whereas if you use software as a service in the cloud, then I have to worry about what are the security capabilities that the software vendor themselves have baked in and how do I ensure that they meet my objectives and my goals, protecting my patients and my employees and those sorts of things. So John, similarly, what are some of the primary cybersecurity concerns that you have with the public and the private cloud as UPMC uses these various services? 
Well, I agree in large measure with what Gus just said. And I think it all comes down to an environment where historically healthcare providers had direct control and responsibility for securing their information. So it was securing information was something that we were able to accomplish ourselves. And now we move to an environment where we now have to rely upon others to secure information. And unfortunately, I think probably the biggest challenge with respect to that is the fact that we are going to be dealing, and we already do deal with, many different cloud providers, whether they be SaaS providers or, or otherwise. And so how do you, at scale, ensure that your information remains secure when you're dealing with so many different providers? And so trying to do that, now you must rely upon other people. How do you build a, an environment where you can get that level of reliance that you want? Again, as I said, we now have to rely upon others rather than being able to accomplish it ourselves. And having to figure out how to, you can get good information, you can be comfortable with the way these third parties are managing our data is something that is much more difficult to achieve. And so, John, with that said, what are some of the steps that UPMC is taking to address these various cloud security challenges with the vendors? We've worked with a group of other healthcare providers to form the Third Party Risk Management Council. And the Third Party Risk Management Council, what we're pushing as a group is that if you want to do business with us, if you want to deliver to us services through the cloud, then you must be high trust certified. And high trust certification uh, allows for us to have a high level of confidence that you have a mature security program based upon uh, industry accepted and proven security frameworks and that you've gone through a certification process through a third party and that you actually have gone through through high trust uh, and your maturity has been rated. And, and if you reach a certain maturity level, then you are what they call certified. And by simply doing that, rather than us having to try to do that on a on a vendor-by-vendor basis, for each one of us having to do that on a vendor-by-vendor basis, we are now able to rely upon a very credible, repeatable process in order to achieve that same end, which is understanding the security posture of, of all of our vendors. And now, Gus... How can healthcare sector entities ensure that their cloud vendors are implementing the various controls, best practices needed to protect patient data on the cloud? What should these vendors be doing to protect patient data based on what you've been seeing? Well, I love John's response about the consortium pushing hard on the vendors and setting the standards uh, that they expect uh, cloud software providers to meet, because that really is the only way that this is going to happen, because now they have the power of the organization and the purse string behind them, and hopefully can then drive them to pay attention. Uh, But from some specifics that I believe are absolutely essential, and and John can comment more as to where these fit in the the high-trust model that he spoke about. But, you know, at a minimum, when you think about it, the vendors and the healthcare providers, the cloud vendors and the healthcare providers are going to have to ensure that the data, all data, in fact, is encrypted at rest and in transit. I I think that's the minimum acceptable requirement. And even then, while absolutely essential, it is really, in my book, wholly insufficient in the end to effectively protect patient data and other things like that. So, you know, healthcare software, whether it's in the cloud or it's in your data center, you're going to have, have really, really strict role-based access control through some form of multi-factor identity access management because that's how you're going to control who can see what pieces of data and have confidence that only these people allow to see these pieces of data and these people can see these pieces of data. And it limits the ability for an outsider, a malicious outsider to fish a credential or a malicious insider 
operator to use their accesses to basically do wholesale theft of all the data within the system itself. So it helps down that path. The other thing that really helps there, and ideally, if I was going to build a system for the future, uh, all PII and other sensitive data themselves should not just be encrypted, but should be also tokenized and abstracted and segmented so that now it makes it really tough uh, for an adversary, no matter how they get into the system, to uh, walk out with all of the data within the system and, and take advantage of it the way that has happened in several attacks here in the past across the board. Right? And then finally, you know, we've got to put in place robust protection recovery techniques that should be implemented to thwart things like uh, ransomware and other malicious-style attacks that themselves go after some form of destroying the data. And now, today, one of the key things, I think, that has emerged in the threat uh, landscape is uh, data manipulation. In other words, the bad guy goes in and he changes data uh, inside of the system itself so you don't know what you're computing on or you no longer have confidence that the information you're holding in your data about your patients is actually accurate and correct. And in the case of healthcare, this is a very, very dangerous thing to have done. And so data integrity needs to be assured. And that really it has a solution in the space through things like blockchain style techniques and whatnot that can give you the assurance the data itself has not been manipulated and applied. But in my book, looking at it, you know, along with, with where they are, these are the things that I believe have to get absolutely implemented, uh, particularly inside of the cloud and with the cloud providers themselves in order to assure the integrity and security and privacy of patient data. Now, Gus mentioned data manipulation, ransomware. John, when it comes to emerging cybersecurity threats involving the cloud, what are your biggest concerns right now? What sort of things are you worried about and how do you think they might be addressed moving ahead? Well, I think Gus raises some really, really good points. And my biggest concern is, is it's easy to see what's already happened and it's very difficult to see what's emerging because you have it hasn't happened yet. That's why using a proven framework is so important. The nice thing about iTrust is is that it applies NIST and COBIT and other industry-accepted cyber frameworks. It ensures that if you have a good framework in place, then even though our challenges may change and the threats may change and the technologies may change and our business may change, if you have an effective framework that you've implemented appropriately, then your framework should allow you to continue to adapt to whatever threats emerge. Now, I think the one thing that's really interesting that Gus brought up around identity management, you know, one of the big changes with identity management, by example, is, is that as we move more and more to the cloud, if an individual on staff is simply provisioned in an account and it truly is a cloud-based application which is accessible via the cloud and we don't have a multi-factor authentication component to it, then if they leave or if somebody steals their credential, we wouldn't even necessarily know the fact that that information or that, that credential is being used or that information is being stolen. Why? Because we may not see the traffic, see that data is being exfiltrated or information is being accessed. So that's a big part of this as well. We really pushed to make sure that all of our cloud-based services are implemented in a way that allow us to, through our identity management solution, revoke credentials. We want to make sure that we can use our own multi-factor authentication tools in order to prevent inappropriate access. So there's a lot of things that we have to do differently because of the fact that our data and these systems are, reside outside of our, our control space. Thanks, John. Thanks, Gus. I've been speaking to John Houston of UPMC and Gus Hunt of Accenture. I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.